Wow, the stars are bright tonight, Ember said wistfully, apparently trying to use her voice to drown out the sounds of my call of nature. I'm glad we live somewhere where we can see them. Ben wrote me an email this week. He and his father are at Indianapolis this summer. He said that the city lights are so bright where they're staying that you can hardly see the moon at night, let alone any stars. Ben Niles writes you emails? I asked, hoping to keep her occupied just a bit longer. Well, yeah, Ember said. We're just as close as we've always been. We keep in touch. I wouldn't want to live where I couldn't see the stars, I said, standing and tucking my shirt back into my shorts. I had to have something like two dozen mosquito bites on my rear, and it tingled. Your turn, MB, I told her, handing her the roll of toilet paper. She passed me her flashlight and walked a few steps beyond where I'd been to the next dry spot behind the tree. It was my turn to stargaze. I noticed a faint green glow along the north edge of the trees. I think the northern lights are out tonight, I said. I've always loved how they look. A little bit different every time you see them. Beautiful every time, too. My father calls them mood lights. Why's that? He said they are like mood rings for the earth. If you want to know what the planet is thinking, wait for the northern lights to appear, and their colors will tell you the story. I thought they were pretty much the same colors all the time. Not always, I said. Sure, there are blues and greens most of the time, but on some nights you'll see more. Yellows, oranges, reds, violet too, I think. The whole range, the whole rainbow, but never all at once. So the colors tell you what the earth is thinking? Not just the colors, the way they move and dance in the sky. I haven't learned how to read them myself, but my father knows how. He used to take me out to the yard, and we'd gaze up, and he'd tell me, Shada, tonight the earth is sad. When I asked why, he might say, It's sad today because you lied to your mother and me. You see all those shades of blue, how they pulse? That's sadness. So then I would apologize, and once I did, some yellow lights would show up, and he'd tell me the whole earth was rejoicing because I had seen my errors and corrected them. That's a nice story, Ember said. I know what you're thinking, I said. I'm aware my dad may have been messing with me a bit, but that was just an example. There were so many other instances, Ember, so I believe him. This is something I trust. Cool. Ember let me carry the flashlight back to camp while she carried the toilet paper. When we arrived back in the clearing, Willow nearly screamed. What are you two up to? I asked, as I noticed Willow seemed genuinely shaken. Just telling spooky stories, Jenny said her eyes sparkling in the firelight, full of Victomi. Ready to join us? Nothing better to do, I replied. Are you sure it's a good idea? Ember asked, rinsing her hands using a bottle of water packed away just for such an occasion. Is what a good idea? Jenny asked. You know, telling ghost stories. We always tell ghost stories at campouts. Yeah, but tonight, just before a seance, next to a burial mound? Jenny laughed then. You're not chickening out, are you, MB? She asked. I never said that. Well, I can't think of a better way to get the dead to come play with us than by telling their stories, Jenny said. It lets them know they are welcome here. But not too welcome, right? Willow's eyes were as wide and round as a Warner Brothers cartoon character's peepers. So what tale are you telling? I asked. Oh, I already took my turn, Jenny said. Now it's your turn. Besides, you're a better storyteller than I am anyway. Ember's more of a writer than I am, I protested. I didn't say you're a writer, Jenny replied. That's right, Ember chimed in. I write okay, but you storytell. Like here, around a campfire. That's where you shine. I could tell the consensus was in. What story do you want me to tell? I asked. 
The best one, Jenny said, the one you know by heart. They all nodded in agreement. There was no escape. All right, I agreed, looking around and locking eyes with each of my fellow campers, my friends, in turn. This is the story of Abe Windler and the Elk Ridge River Bridge.